0: And if you have your Bibles, um, I want to explain a little bit of what we're doing this morning as a family dedication, and I would have you, and I'm going to be as brief as possible uh, because I know that our little ones are, uh, can only endure for so long. Uh, and so, Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I just want to, there's a few things I want to highlight. I'm going to read a part of the passage, and again, I'm going to make some brief notes because what we're doing this morning is significant. We have uh, parents that are members of this local church that are coming and standing before their church family, and they're saying that um, by God's grace and the power of ho- the Holy Spirit living in them, they are going to raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, and that is. The most important thing that they can do with their lives. And, uh, and so we need to be uh, excited about that as a church, and, and hopefully we are excited about that as a church. Uh, I'm excited uh, for these families and for uh, what these children um, will do uh, for the kingdom of God, for God's glory. But Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 6, Moses, under the inspiration of the Spirit, he says, Hear, O Israel, okay, speaking to the people of God, he says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your might, right? And don't think of this as as components that make up a man, but think of uh, what Moses is saying is he's commending whole body and soul devotion to the Lord there, okay? So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, verse six. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, Verse 7, "'You shall teach them diligently.'" Okay, so now he's shifting as to what, what's to happen. "'You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise.'" Verse 8, "'You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes.'" Verse 9, "'You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates.'" So a couple of things here that I want us to see. The first is this, right? The, the parents in Israel here were to be totally committed to the Lord before they could commit to raising their children in the Lord. That's what we see in verses 4 and 5. And so these parents are coming before their church family, and they're saying, we uh, are committed to our created we, creator. We're committed to our Savior, okay? And, and these were, uh, and it's appropriate for us to see here in, cha- in chapter 6 that these were, in fact, instructions to parents, okay? And so these are parents that are coming before you this morning saying they're, they, are, they have dedicated themselves to the Lord uh, uh, first and foremost, and we know that that's the case um, because their salvation is a gift from God. Secondly, we see in verse 7, you shall teach... We see that parents are the primary disciplers of their children. It's not the, it's not the pastor, right? It's, it's, not a, it's not some minister or, or some other person. The way that the Bible speaks of the discipleship of children, they look to the parents as the primary disciplers of their children. That's one of the reasons why we worship multi-generationally is because we want your children to worship alongside of you so that they can catch the rhythms of worship. That's our philosophy. And and that word teach there has the idea behind it of preparing them for judgment. One day we're all going to stand before the Lord and we're going to give an account either as someone in Christ or someone out of Christ, and by God's grace as parents, we want to labor to prepare our kids to stand uh, before God as one that is in Christ. Now jump down a few verses because I want to highlight the what uh, of of what is taught before we look at the how. Verses 10 to 15, and then I'm going to read verse 20. Verses 10 says, and when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, okay, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you, With great and good cities that you did not build, Uh, in verse 11, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant, and when you eat and are full, then take care, lest you forget God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. It's the Lord your God, you shall fear him, you shall serve him. And you shall serve, and by his name you shall swear. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you. For the Lord your God is in your midst, is a jealous God. Lest the anger of the Lord your God be kindled against you, and he destroy you from off the face of the earth. And the drop down to verse 20. When your son asks you in time, in, in the time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God has commanded you Then you shall say to your son, "We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord has brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand." Right? We certainly know that this was a historical event, right? The the exodus out of Egypt and eventually into the promised land of Cana. But if we spiritualize this, because the gospel is preach, or uh, God is preaching the gospel to us from Old Testament to New Testament, we know uh, that God has rescued us from the slavery of sin. Amen. And, and, he, and this is not our own doing. Again, it's the gift of God, and, and this should be evident in our lives. And, and I love the, the, the line in verse 10, great good cities you didn't build, houses full of good things you didn't fill, cisterns that you didn't dig, vineyards, olive trees you didn't plant, right? We, the only thing that we contributed to our salvation is our sin. Right? Our sin needed to be forgiven by God, and God in his graciousness did absolutely that. And we look forward to, to the ultimate problemless land when God in Christ makes all things new, the new heavens and the new earth. Um, but, and so that gets to the, the third thing I want us to see. Okay? The third thing is this. We need to teach our children what should be obvious to them. We want to teach our children what should be obvious to them. The son, here in verse 20, was so inoculated that he knew to ask his parents what is the meaning of the testimonies and statutes of the rules that God has commanded you, right? The, the, this, this grand story of redemption should be obvious to our children. And so in, in, in the things that we need to be heralding is that God is good. The thing we need to be heralding is that God is the deliverer of his people in Jesus Christ alone. The thing we need to be heralding in our homes is that grace is unmerited, it's free, and it's lavish. We should be heralding in our house that we should fear the Lord and not fear man. We need to herald in our house that we need to flee ensnaring idols of the world because they will lead to destruction. Now, if we go back up to verse 7, the how or when parents teach. Right? You shall teach them diligent, diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they'll be as frontlets between, you, between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. All right. Parents are to instruct the hearts of their children all the time. Parents are to instruct the hearts of their children all the time. We teach our children that all of Christ is for all of life. All of Christ is is for all of life. Nothing is compartmentalized. Nothing is off limits from the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so a couple of charges to our our parents this morning, and I'm including myself and my wife in this charge as we're going to dedicate our uh, our boy Owen here. But the first is this. We need to choose to love God with everything we've got. Choose to love God with everything we've got. Secondly... We need to marvel at the beauty of Christ every day. Third, we walk and talk and we speak with a mindfulness of the Spirit of God living in us. Fourth, I'll email this to you. (laughs) We repent of sin quickly. We repent of sin quickly. Fifth, we're to make our home a safe place for our children to confess sin and see Jesus. And six, read the Bible and pray with your family every day. And then a charge to the church. Okay, because they're, again, they're committing in the context of the local church. Therefore, we as a church have responsibilities. And so my ask is this. First, Pray for these families faithfully. Specifically, pray that the Spirit of God would transform their homes. Secondly, my ask is this. Ask them how they're doing as parents, right? Ask them how they're doing as parents that are, that are charged to raise children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And three, ask them how you can tangibly help them as they seek to honor Christ. I'll email this to you as well. So with that said, why don't I, let's have the families come up, and we will dedicate them to the Lord. And Josh, I'll attempt to go in the order I sent you.) <laughs> Leland, you look like you need to preach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. We're going to start with the Carr family. That's the the furthest down here with their youngest born. Josh, how many weeks ago? Three Three and a half weeks old right here. And so this is baby. Do we have a photo of him? A bigger photo? Yeah, we go. I stole that off Facebook, Alyssa, so I hope that's a... uh, But this is Josh and Alyssa Carr, and they're dedicating Moses Knox Carr. And Josh and Alyssa told me that Moses is named after Moses in the Bible, whom God demonstrated faithfulness through, and, and who was faithful to the Lord even in the midst of affliction. And we see in Moses the, the grace and the forgiveness and the reconciliation power of God magnified. Um, Moses' middle name is Knox, which comes from the Scottish reformer uh, John Knox, who was one of the key figures of the Reformation in Scotland at great cost to himself. And, and their prayer is that Moses Knox will know experientially the faithfulness of God, And that he'll walk courageously, as did Moses and John Knox. And so let's pray for baby Moses. Moses Knox, may you profess the faith of your parents from a young age. May you know well the unrelenting faithfulness of God. And may you grow to be an unrelenting advocate of grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. In Jesus' name, amen. And then we have Daniel and Lillian Haskett. And they are dedicating Zephaniah Daniel Haskett. Super cute. Daniel and Lillian gave the name Zephaniah from the prophet uh, Zephaniah, who prophesied a passage that's near and dear to their hearts. Quote, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He'll take great delight in you. In his love, he'll no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I know that that was a passage of scripture near and dear to you guys' hearts. And that's certainly your prayer for your son. And Zeph's middle name is is after Daniel. Uh, And so he's named after his father. And so let's, uh, let's pray for Zephaniah Daniel. Zephaniah Daniel Haskett. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength from an early age. May you know that the Lord delights in you and rejoices over you in Christ Jesus. And may you spend your life singing like your dad and mom about the mighty warrior who saves. In Jesus' name, amen. And then I'm going to skip over you guys for a minute and come back. Leland and Candace uh, Lavoy, dedicating Leland Taylor Lavoie, the second, And um, this miracle baby. And, and I'm just going to read you... <clears throat> What Leland sent me, uh, if I can make it through, regarding his and Candace's son. The name Leland means land lying fallow, which is a biblical meaning. Taylor means clothed with salvation, which is a biblical meaning. And then Lavoie, and this was my favorite part of what Leland wrote, which uh, is a French surname for someone that lived by the road. And I was wondering if there were toll booth workers in your history. But, but Leland said that his namesake is his grandfather, and I'm, I'm quoting Leland here. Uh, Leland said about you, Lee, he said, he's the greatest man I've ever met and my best friend, and I could not think of a better way to honor my father than by naming our son after him. So let's pray for Leland Taylor LaVoy II. Leland Taylor Lavoie II, may you be led by your chief shepherd, who is Christ, to lie down in green pastures. May you be clothed in salvation from an early age. May you display a serious commitment to the Lord and his word, as your grandfather has for many years. May you grow to experience friendship, brotherhood, and joy in the Lord with your dad the way your dad does with his dad. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Justin and Miranda Wolf. Dedicating Cameron, Blaine Wolf. Uh, Justin and Miranda named Cameron based on a town that they, and I love this story too, a town that they passed through in Arizona while uh, traveling to a mission trip to, uh, to take the gospel to a Navajo reservation. And his middle name, Blaine, is uh, after his dad, Justin Blaine. And so let's go to the Lord praying for Cameron Blaine Wolf. Cameron Blaine Wolf, may you treasure Christ all the days of your life. May you grow to be a heralder of the gospel of Jesus Christ. May you share the desire of your parents to see the tribes, tongues, and nations of this world reached for Jesus. May you grow to be redemptively hospitable to the least of these for the glory of God, just as your parents are. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my son that's over here snacking, both of them. Owen, we named you Owen. Here, come here stand. Here, stand right here. We named you Owen after the English Puritan John Owen, who was a minister that preached before Parliament and became the chaplain to Oliver Cromwell. Let go. About a discipline up here. Your middle name, James, is a biblical name. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer, praying for Owen James Tomlinson. Owen James Tomlinson, may the Holy Spirit of God open your eyes and soften your heart from a young age. May you look to Christ all of your life. He'll never disappoint you. May you demonstrate through your life that Christ is Lord and King over all things. And may you be, with God's help, a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word all the days of your life. And may you have the thoughtfulness of your mom toward others. And may you be an improvement on your dad. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And Clark is going to give, so let's, uh, the car sat down. okay, the car sat down. Let, let me just do a collective prayer over us, and then you guys, when you go down, we have a, a book for you that just speaks of Christ being the snake crusher. So, Lord, we thank you again for Christ. We thank you for the gospel of God, Lord, and we pray that you would save these children from a young age, God. And we ask that you would help us as a church to come along these, aside, aside these parents and honor you by serving them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God bless you guys. My poor wife.